Welcome to episode 12 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and Stitcher. Uh, I'm Sean. And I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, so now what do we call this episode? All that talk we had, we still don't have a title. about the title. <laughs> All right, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So... We got to start off. I think our ratchet is a little bit woke. But okay, so we have to start off with part two of the Drake and Pusha T diss. What's no. going on? He did not come to play with you hoes. He didn't come to play. He was snatching motherfucking wigs. Oh, off their heads. Off with their heads. That track... I think you sent me the story of Adidas in the morning. It was yeah. like it was like waking up for Christmas in the morning. I was like, "What is this?" When I heard it, I was up. And I saw it. I was like, "What is this?" Uh, I got a, a SoundCloud notification. I'm like, "What is this?" Yo, I was like, I I was clutching my pearls that I didn't even have on. What? Yo, he, that hurt my. It hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings. My feelings. It, it 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 hurt. So I was listening to it, and I you know I was like noticing. Okay, so first of all. It had the track. That was like the story of OJ. So remember that whole thing, OJ, um, I am black, I'm OJ. So, you know, and then Jay-Z wrote the the, the song. That was like, what, two years ago? So it, it's using that track in the back. So we already know it's already set in stage to me when I heard that. Like, okay, what's this about? And then just digging deeper into it, you know, it does sample the Nina Simone song, Four Women. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of in the background. So I'm like, all right, so what is this? So I just had to, you know, if if Drake, I mean, this, this, it ruined everything I envisioned and I thought about Drake. It really did. Cause I, when I first saw that cover and you sent it to me, you know, I didn't know that was him. I didn't know yeah. that was Drake. I know who that was. I just thought, Ooh, that's, that's, that's terrible over there. That's terrible. And then, then to come to find out that that was Drake, you know, at a time, cause I think, um, you know, it doesn't look that old you know even if it was 10 or so years ago so it was it, it doesn't yeah. look that he old looked, it was he, he looked a little young he looked a little thinner in the face so it, it, it looked like it could have been because he's a little bit thicker now so it, it looked like it had been done like in the past like in the past when he was maybe 10 15 when he was on degrassi high did you ever watch degrassi high i never watched it i never watched I, you know i actually watched it and his character on the show was uh crippled like was in a wheelchair like he used to play right. basketball and then he was crippled but i actually watched that show so it looked like you know it looked like degrassi no and you know I, it used to come on i think like pbs like public and I always, I just remember it, it was a comedy. It was funny to me because they all had those Canadian accents. Hey, man. Hey, G, man. So I always just remember him, him, him being on the show. So so one of the lines from the song, I just, I have to quote it here because it was like, man, my heart just fell to my feet. It said, let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. <laughs> See me in the house right now. I just had to turn around. I just had to do a spin. Ooh. Oh Lord, Man. Lord. So he's mocking Drake's dad. Which truth, you know, truth be told, I didn't get the whole Steve Harvey suit joke for a minute. It took a minute. <laughs> you might not have seen his father in these dances. I have. I so, so honestly, I didn't put two and two together. It took me a while. So now I'm like, oh, they're talking about Drake's dad. So. I mean, it's basically I I, I put a, t- a post on Twitter because I, I went listen to a song. I said, 
you know, from one um, detail-oriented person to another, I feel Pusha T because there's no other way to dissect a person unless you pay attention to them and and really try to delve into, okay, what's really behind what you're saying? What's really behind those actions? And that is, that was this. That is what... I analyze them. He likes, he really analyzed broke, this man's life. Broke him down, life. you know, to from yeah. Drake's attitude towards being black and, you know, having a, having a white mother and, you know, how his father left him to, you know, uh, trying to have a Beyonce, but instead you got this woman... Uh, Sophie Brousseau, you know, former porn actress, which by the way, I had to, I had to get on Pornhub just for that, just to see, cause I didn't know that she was a porn star. I, I thought she was an Instagram chick. Like I thought that was her claim to fame. Um, no, I didn't know that she was, um, you know, deep throating for the cameras and in the real life. Is, she's like, she is so, what, this is the thing I really don't understand. Kind of side note, how these, uh, these stars or these, you know, famous people in the circles that they travel in, Mm-hmm. We fucking the same women at the same time. Isn't that nasty? It's, so nasty? it's nasty. And then for her to have to get like um um a uh, a test uh, to see who the father is, that means y'all going in her raw Ooh. after each other. After <laughs> each other. Um, girl, bye. That it was either his baby or um oh, A$AP. Oh, no, well. um ASAP Rocky. It was either either one of the twos. Um, did I say that right? One of the twos. One of the twos. But then, yeah. But even <laughs> yeah. then I read, I don't know if this is true, but then I read that even when she was pregnant, she was still doing it to ASAP Rocky. Ew. <sighs> Ew. Wow. <laughs> All right. And, 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 and I agree with you. I always wonder, like, wow, I mean, don't y'all know? Don't y'all want something new? And like, right. man, that's you. If I mean, if you could look at somebody, and be like, you didn't definitely ran in her. You ran in her. You didn't ran in her. Like, I don't. And then for this, and then to go after a woman like this, like you know, she is after getting pregnant. She is trying to trap somebody. You Thank know, you. She, she's she is like in this circle. She's fucking everybody. You know, I she has. Saying she a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't messing with no broke. Oh man! So I, I mean, that dissection on the story of Adi Don, which I, I guess is an, uh, using Drake's the, the child. So I, you know, I I honestly didn't think that Drake was hiding this child. I, I just felt like he wasn't, you know, being super explicit about having, you know, being a father. But do you think he was hiding this kid? Well, I didn't, I didn't know about it, but I'm not really in, I don't, I don't know about his life really. So I'm not, I'm not really following like the details of his life. So I didn't really know about it, but, um, but you know, the stories come out now where, you know, he has been providing for the kid. They, he flew him out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like he's an absentee father. He just didn't make it public. So, and it's, yeah. it, really, it really is not any of our business, honestly, you know, but, and that's, and that's where I took it. So I, I, I honestly, you know, I'm I'm giving Drake the benefit of the doubt, and I I don't think that he would, um, you know, not claim this child. I, I think it was, you know, it's I mean, it's private, and like you said, it's it's not really any of our business. But goddamn, push the teeth and, and uh, splash all your business out there for the SoundCloud and the, and the, the YouTube. 
the one thing that he said when he was like, you stay winning, but your mama stay losing. Come on, uh, laugh. Uh, oh. uh, so that, that, what? Uh, I he just, talked about, that's like, that's like, yo, and your mama, your mama. That's a your mama joke. It sure is. But it's like, it's a your mama to like the hundredth degree. Cause it's like, Man. there's, there's no, there's no explaining it. I mean, in the case in point, you know, Drake, he could not respond with a dish, another diss record. Like, he had to put out a press release, like girl, that was the whitest shit ever. Yeah, that sure was. <laughs> it was like, man, you, proofread, you proofread that shit and everything before you posted it. <laughs> oh no! And I, I also heard that I read that he put out like uh, offering a hundred thousand dollars to anyone who could like find dig up some dirt on Pusha T. Oh, I good luck. That was true. Good, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. I mean, it's like this. You know, there's a part of me that feels like, you know what, this is like, I'm enjoying this this old school kind of, you know, rap battle. Right. And so, you said last week, you was like, this is not a battle. Pusha was like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Basically, <laughs> like, bitch, it is. <laughs> bitch, bitch, I might be. And that is, you are so right, because I was like, this is so vanilla. Like, this uh, is not Tupac hit him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you, you know, this this is right. This is like a frappuccino, you know, when you looking for that Hendrix. Like this is this is not that. And let me tell you, he told me he was like, bitch, I might be. <laughs> bitch. So yes, the the class. Lord Drake. It was it was like he just threw out a tester. Drake fell for it and he lured that big fish in. And God damn it. Drake fell for it. All look, all, all, all of him fell for it. So I'm just friends somewhere. They was like, you cannot battle a nigga who is like 40 years old with four C single strand plats. You <laughs> <laughs> was not gonna win. You <laughs> ain't gonna win. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, and hey, <laughs> and, and just to like you know break down. Cause that's what he did. And this, this is where I'm like, I'm most proud. Cause I'm telling you, like, I'm so detail oriented and like when you just, you can just psychoanalyze somebody and then you put it in a song and you know, he's talking about his daddy issues and his mom being Jewish and you know, you know, him, you know, Drake having these issues with his own black identity, which I think is very evident. I don't, I, you, it, it's so many truths to it. You know, you see, and you know, what do you think about, um, you know, Drake is obviously he's biracial. He's never, you know, not said that. But I've also remembered, you know, he, he parades his father around, you know, maybe as a way to claim some of his blackness, you know, mm-hmm. that running through the six with my woes. I'm like, OK, um, who you, well, who you talking about? That's not the life you grew up with because he grew up in a very white world. His father right. was, you know, he, had a, he had a bar mitzvah. Right. And it, you know what? What is so odd to me? Is that um, is that because he had you know this very white upbringing, but how did he get into this circle that he's in? Right, like, especially like I saw you on Degrassi High, like I was a watcher of that. There was no way that that Aubrey from Degrassi High. I don't know how he transitioned into this. I don't understand. It's I, like he woke up one day and 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 found a sale on um. <laughs> On, on on blackness and black identity and he was like I'm gonna try this on and I'm gonna win and I mean and that 
to me like that, but it also shows that he's a great actor. Case in point is the picture that that came up, and you know you have Drake in blackface, and I mean it just gets worse. It's like you you're in blackface, you got on this Jim Crow T-shirt, you're doing the whole minstrel, you know, step and fetch it kind of you know look to you. How do you explain that as a black man? If you're saying you're black, because you know it, you, biracial is to me, it's what you look at when you see somebody and you look at him. You can call him light skin or whatever, but you're, you know, you, I think you have to embrace the black. And he obviously he does. I think he he calls himself a black man. But how do you explain that picture? What? Well, how does he, he said that he did it be, as a representation of what? he was going through at the time with going through auditions it felt as if he was being typecast and they wanted him to portray a certain type of character and this was just kind of like him say, you know they wanted him to be like a step and fetch it kind of person and so i think that according to this press release right this, this is what it represented not necessarily that you know he's in blackface and this is what he wants to do but it just kind of represented what what was being offered to to him at the time yeah no <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, you're just you're just reading his uh, press release, so why we call it a press release? That's what it was. <laughs> he faxed it. I've he never faxed it. In. Oh, never sorry. has a battle, a rap battle, been won with a press release. Never. <laughs> this moment in Black history. <laughs> and push the team for the win. Right. So, Goddamn. Two up, two down, seven five seven. Get up. All right, push it. Oh man, oh man. So I I just, you know, it 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 really calls into question for me. And you know, I was a Drake fan, but truth be told, the last song I remember from Drake and why I loved it so much, it was just, it wasn't catering to the dudes. It was, you know, about what 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 is the song? Nice for what? I'm like, I love it. I love that. So he thank you. (laughs) So he to an extent he does understand his audience. Mm -hmm. Um. But he's not. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Mm-mm, I'm just saying, like, he, he understands that part of his audience. But I think his any little bit of street credibility that he's somewhat um, had to earn, mm-hmm. I, I think it's been lost. Like, this this battle has done him in. So how do you how do. Well, I, I have a comment to that. Mm-hmm. I have a comment to that. But before I, I have a quick question. So, you know, a court, the, the core of his audience are black women. Yeah. How do you fit? How do you think they're gonna react to him? Um, for one, having a baby by a white chick, having a baby by a skanky white chick, and not really publicly claiming his kids. Okay, so are we talking the facet of all things? Those are all things that black women as a whole. That is that's like venom to our community, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> but but let's let's keep it real because. You know us, and I don't want to say us as me, but you know us. Like, we also real very forgiving, and, you know, this dude got curly hair, and that shit sometimes trumps, you know, the fact that he's having racial identities. He might or might not be taking care of his biracial child with this porn star. You know, I mean, the fact that he raps and he talks about nice for what, and he got curly hair, and, you know, there's plenty of he can get it pictures of floating around with him. You know, sometimes which we'll also be on that your, your comment about which also kind of addresses your comment your um uh, that I want to address um your comment about where does his leave his rap career? Like yeah. I think that I think we we're such a uh 
uh, ADD society, like this is going to be the talk of the town for maybe a few weeks. I give it, I give another mm -hmm. maybe two weeks. Yeah. And then he may come out with a summer smash and it will be all forgotten. <laughs> Which is because, because, because he, because when, when he decimated Meek Mill, we were like, and Meek Mill never came back, went to jail. Mm -hmm. But Meek Mill is still pop, you know. He had his, you know, he had his uh his song out. I forget the name of it, but um, but his still is his career is still yeah. And you know, there's an argument to be said that his career actually took off and put him more in the spotlight when he came into this tanglement with Drake. Right, that put him in a, in a whole different audience that he wasn't in because Drake exactly. has the women. He also has the white crowd too. Mm hmm. So I mean. Which you know, I, I'm I'm just on the outside looking in. Like I I liked Drake, like I said for for what he was what he was for. Um, but this to me calls into question, and it's it's not just the the blackface because I, I mean whatever happened ten or eleven twelve years ago, and you took this picture, and I don't like the picture, um, and you're not going to convince me that you did it, you know, to raise awareness or whatever it was. I I, I think it's you know, you got to be more in control of, of, of who you are and your brand. And, you know, even if you're not in the spotlight, but that, you know, I can't, I can't give him a pass for that. But I, I think the song really brought to, for me to the forefront, you know, those issues that are, are playing out with him. You see this man who, you know, I don't think he could pass as a white man, but I think he uses, you know, the privilege regarding wealth and, you know, his blackness, he uses it when it's convenient. And he plays both. He plays both. He plays, he both, plays sides. both sides. Um, because and I think that's that's the thing with biracial or you know multiracial people. That's you know they're always, you know, when it's convenient. And that you know case in point is the press release that he put out. That's some white people shit. Like who does that? This is a that's a rap battle. You need to come with a freestyle on the radio on Hot ninety seven. That's how you how you get back and come with your most fire. You do not release a a, a six paragraph statement to be read by your lawyer in response to. Because oh, so. you know what happened? Everybody fucking laughed. That's what happened. It had the opposite effect. Everybody fucking laughed. Oh, so I'm kind of I'm I don't think I'm done with Drake, but I'm just looking at him with a side eye for now. I don't think he's uh he's not one of my top anymore because I think that Pusha T has brought out some very valid points in dissecting this man's character so well i i i uh, i'm like i still like drake i like his music i'm still yeah. gonna listen to his music because you know we are not without faults and he th these are issues that he's probably been uh, you know trying to work through his entire life and it's not gonna happen overnight and who who am i to judge you know i didn't i didn't grow up in his life so i don't know how to carry that look, look at you sounding like all the all the black women audience <laughs> that's so forgiving no, so what, what really what what really did push it say that would make me stop listening to drake if i'm a drake well, fan I, I think what he said and it was outside of the song but he said you know when that press release came out he said you know drake has been really silent on all issues affected black people so if when he's gonna say true indeed true indeed when he's not talking about slinging that coke yeah i agree exactly. i agree with you i agree i agree here we we got plenty of fingers to point but just just hear me on this if if you're saying that you were way woke back 10, 12 years ago when you were in blackface, because supposedly this was an, an act of wokeness, 
but you have these you know i i don't know you for that i know you for these rhymes which now comes to light you know maybe you have a few a ghostwriter a collaborator or two which you know not a big deal for me anyway because it's the delivery and how you say it and you know but um i i think if you have this voice what have you what have you really used it for what what's some fun songs some fun summer songs and you know, occasional bangers, but now you go after this man who has now brought to light, like I said, okay, you, you've got some some issues with your identity and you're saying you were really woke back in the day when you dressed up in blackface, but we ain't never heard you today, Drake, on any of these issues. Yeah, how I, that to me, that's not a reason for me to stop listening to him because <laughs> this the, this message coming from the messenger is just falling on deaf ears to me because I, I like Pusha. However, all you talk, all he talks about is slang and rock. And yeah, even even his brother for for forsook the uh that whole genre of music. Like, mm -mm, I'm no malice no more. I'm no more. I'm no malice. So I get it. So it's not like it's not like he. This is Chuck D talking about Drake. This is you know this is Pusha T. So all right, like I said, I think this is gonna we're gonna talk about this for another week or two, and then Drake is gonna come out with another song and mm -hmm. it'll be a banger, and everybody's gonna forget, and we're gonna be in the summertime at the pool gotcha gotcha all right okay well it was it but you know what it definitely made my weekend because thank you for sending when you sent me that fire i just want to say it again boy yeah. it was like waking up on on a christmas morning on, back you, when i was eight years old good lord did you, um, did, i think i sent you the other video where they did um oh <laughs> brenda's got a baby with the bread <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. They really? got a baby. Wow. That came out. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I was up working, and that I swear I laughed for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> when, when he went to the when he went to the the, the dumpster. <laughs> and for. For all of you, if you haven't seen the meme, so it's basically oh, they, they took Pusha T's face and um and Drake's face and and superimposed it into Brenda's Got a Baby, the Tupac video. I think I posted it on our Instagram. Hold on, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh man, I did. I think you did. It was and they they renamed it All yeah. We Got a Baby. It was the it's the last post that I posted. Go to uh, that's what I'm saying podcast. <laughs> Yo, and <laughs> when he threw the the part when he threw the baby away, like mm, mm, <laughs> goodbye, y'all. I'm done. And then looked in the dumpster. And it was a baby. It was a baby. It was a baby drink. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch it tonight before I go. Oh, it was a cute little baby Drake. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, real tears. Real tears. Mm. Oh my god, that was hilarious. All right. Um, moving on. Um. I okay. I don't want to talk about Kim Kardashian at the White House, but it's just like this. We we in keeping with the ratchet minute. So basically, 
Um, KK was at the right uh, at the White House. <laughs> um, why we don't know. She was supposedly there to talk about a woman named Alice Johnson who's serving a life sentence for a first-time low-level drug offense. Um, so Kim, she kind of popped it. She, I don't think she actually went to meet with Trump. She actually went to meet with um, the brother-in-law. This is the crazy. I'm like, why are we talking about this? But she met with uh, Jared Kushner, the the son-in-law who's the senior advisor to Trump to talk about prison reform. So, you know, this is exactly what we need. Uh, one reality star to another reality star talking, God damn it, talking about prison reform. <laughs> and they, they both don't have a clue. At all. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> oh, like, I can't even believe this is really happening. A lot of times I just have to stop and be like, this is really happening. <laughs> this is... There was really... a, a meme going around saying, um, who screwed black men? Who screwed more black men? Kim Kardashian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's the runner up? <laughs> right. That's a damn shame. So, yes. Um, oh, I don't know why she's there. I just, I, um, just stick to, stick to what you know. And I can't even tell you what do you know, but whatever it is, stick to that. Yeah. I have to say. All right. So, moving on. Um, so, did you see LeBron James walk out? <laughs> Take a <laughs> put his shades on, put his uh, theme music, just got paid this Friday night and walked up out of the joint. Like, I'm, I'm to y'all. <laughs> but I can feel it. <laughs> that was like so, so smooth. Then what did he say before he walked out the door? He was like, be better tomorrow, y'all. Yeah, do better. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, I applaud him because he yeah. was very um, and collect I think I probably would have been thrown the tape already, like, already, was, right? Already done. He was, I would have, he, he was already pissed because of uh, J.R. Smith. Girl would have been flipping tables uh, off, <laughs> off the chain, right? So, and I, and I, I do, I applaud him too because he kept that composure to the very end. To the stupid, are you sure? What are you, are you, do you know what a state of mind is like? You know what? If y'all don't stop with these white people questions, we're <laughs> just. Times. Like, don't y'all think alike? Don't don't y'all like? What kind of question is that? What kind of? <laughs> he was I like, what do I mean? What do What do you mean? I'm not sure. Like, no, I don't, I don't know what state of mind. Like, let me get my shades. Hand me my shades. Hand me my man bag. I'm up. I'm about to get my man purse. My purse. I'm out of here. My purse. <laughs> In my shorts. Did you see the suit? Yeah, I did. I did. I don't know how I felt about that. I don't know. Look, it'd be hot. It'd be hot, I guess. What? I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't like men in shorts like that. Not those kind of shorts, right? Nah, not those. Like, if they were like longer pants, like the, the slim pants that kind of like a little bit high waters, I do like that. That look. Where it's like real tape. It's like a real tail. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I, I love little men, but shorts, actual shorts. Yeah, like what you out here selling bean pies? Like, mm-mm, you <laughs> but whatever. I I I applaud him. That was that was a defining moment. I loved it. Like, oh man, I am here for the read. I'm right here. I love it. So be better like tomorrow. It. It's gonna be my, my theme for the week. Mm-hmm. Not respecting me. I'm out. Yep, you be better for tomorrow. So okay. Um moving on. What do you have? Oh, let's see. Um. Oh, so my homegirl Riri split up with her boyfriend. Yes, I heard. Because Girl. he 
she her boyfriend was Hassan Jamil, um, mm-hmm. he's a, a billionaire. Um, he's heir to like the Toyota uh, dynasty. I didn't so even know that. I thought it was Japanese people. A ton of money. Like he has money, money, money. Mm-hmm. So they, they were rumored to started dating back in uh, June of 2007. They were spotted making out in a pool in Spain and on dates in Ibiza. Um, mm-hmm. I can relate to that because that's where I go for my date. Oh, you go to Ibiza? How they say Ibiza? Ibiza. <laughs> I know, right? I go there. She said she, it's rumored that she said she stopped dating him because um, she just gets tired of men sometimes. And like wants to be with women or like just gets tired of dating? I think she just kind of gets tired of this shit. Yeah. You know, just I don't think it's a necessarily like she just run into women and that's what it is. I think she just kind of got she just gets she was just tired. Which I can relate to because sometimes you just yeah. be dealing with some dudes and you're just like, I need a, a break because mm-hmm. you are really getting on my nerves, you know. Mm-hmm. I know you to do this too. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am to Flip the switch now. <laughs> like what? what yeah. happened? Man, it could be the smallest thing. Like, you gotta go. Ooh, like your quick game is on ten. Sometimes <laughs> I be regretting it, but you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Like, oh boy. Um, but it's it's easy to quit a, a broke ass nigga. But this motherfucker got he's a billionaire. Yeah, it must. You got, I, to, you got to really think about this. Real quick. Like, like, damn, Riri, how tired did you get? Right. <laughs> Hey, what did what really did he do? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, she has a lot going on. She has her own her own dynasty and business that she's building. So I'm Which I love. Like just shout out yeah. to the to the um just the Fenty line. I'm like so in love. I didn't drop Mac like a bad habit. I, I love everything that she that yeah. she uh, that she's put out. From the highlighter, I'm learning how to highlight and low light and contour and do all of this. Thanks, courtesy to Riri. So shout out to Fenty. Yeah. Fenty. But um, but yeah, I just um so she left them, huh? Really? Yeah. Man. Right, right just in time for spring and summer, so you know what that means. Mm-hmm. And this this, this uh cuffing season is over. <laughs> cuffing season is officially over. <laughs> wow. So okay, Riri, I mean and then I heard that uh soon as she uh broke up with Hassan, well, you know who was sliding up trying to slide up in the DMs, Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really he, I heard I'm he befriended her again on Instagram. He's her friend again, um, which is well. I know, and it's also a violation of his uh, stay away order. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is illegal, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but uh, all right, to each his own. So uh, good luck, Rihanna. Look, it's hard out here. You know what I'm saying? And Rihanna is my spirit animal. I swear to God, she I really my, my is. Journey, can I be Rihanna? I, I so really agree with you. I so agree. And I like, I don't want nobody's life. I love my life. But if the question was posed that I had to make a choice, I think <laughs> I don't want Beyonce's life. I don't want nobody. I want, I want Rihanna's life. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, she's, I like that spirit. She's my, she's my spirit animal. She's my, yeah. I, I like, I like her energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So All right, moving so on, what else do we have? So this last little piece of ratchet is Roseanne Barr. Oh. You know, she, um, her, her show got rebooted. Um, 
from it. it used to come on back in the what was the 80s 90s and it got rebooted which um, i watched did you watch roseanne back in the day i used to love roseanne yeah right don't even front back in the day and now that i think about it like it was no black people up there they were like in real life they probably would have hated me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but that was my show i loved them but the weird thing about this reboot is that they had the exact same furniture. Like, y'all can uh, come up with and get furniture. <laughs> that shit was old back then. It's like super old now. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand Let's keep that. it. But so, anyway. Mm-hmm. So she got canceled. And also, she got canceled. So she was on Twitter and she made a statement about um, about uh, Barack Obama's advisor, Valerie Jett, um, who was Iranian-born, which I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So she said, um, Persia, old Persia. uh, Muslim Brotherhood plus Planet of the Eight baby. And that would be Valerie Jett. So she tweeted this, which I don't even know. That just came out of left field. I don't know where she where came from. And then it was something about Channing. I don't I don't know. I I I didn't hear the whole thing was something why was uh Chelsea Clinton tied up into it? Do you know? There was some part of this. I don't know. I don't know. There's a I don't know why I didn't even hear about Chelsea Clinton being tied into it. Um Chelsea I, responded and I, I don't know. I don't it was something, but um But what happened? What had happened was Channing <laughs> Dungey, who was the president of ABC Entertainment, which is a black woman, mm-hmm. stated Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant and inconsistent with our values, and we've decided to cancel her show. Yes, Lord. So he elegantly said, bitch, bitch. you're fired. Bitch. <laughs> Take you and your shit and go home. Now, I will say I was very happy to hear this, because this is the same woman that I, you know, I don't, do you remember, we we had talked about this before, with Channing Dungey, which is, you know, she's the head over there at ABC, but she's the one who held back that, uh, that uh, episode of Blackish, that was going to address some of the whole kneeling in the NFL. And it wasn't aired, you know, due to, I guess, the controversy that was surrounding it. So, you know, I was a little like taken aback that this black woman held back this, what, you know, could have been, might've been, no, we, I don't know, cause I didn't see it, no one saw it, episode, but, you know, kind of came through with this swift kind of justice, you know, was it overreaching? I don't know. I, I I don't know if you, you know, and they were talking about it was $60 million on the table for the show. That's how much the network was looking to make. And, and the show had already been signed up for two, two more seasons. They'd already ordered like two seasons. So it was all a go. And with this, you know, s- stupid individual with a tweet, everything came tumbling down. So everybody's jobs, everything is just, you know, your livelihood done. <laughs> All them, all the actors. Man, I'd be super pissed. I would Man, be, be at her house, but Sue, be at her house. Send it all. Send it all. It just, oh. it was so. It was so swift, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just throwing shit in the game. Like uh, maybe it was too much. People do have a right to speech. That kind of hate speech, you know, there is no place for it. And I think she could have been. Could have she might have or could have been dealt with in a way that didn't mean the end to everybody's job. That's all. Oh, so you're saying you're thinking that that um, her show shouldn't have been canceled? No, I'm not saying that. And that's that's overreaching. I am just if 
I if I gotta be if I gotta be if I gotta be punished for what my coworker says about black people, I'm I'm really I don't know I don't know like that to me like maybe that's a that's a bit overreaching like cancel her maybe not cancel the show I, I just and maybe you know maybe that was not the solution to it. Hmm. Though, so she what? She's the namesake of the show. So she's the namesake of the show. The show is, you know, it's about her. It's 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 named after her. So I get that part. Out of the show, it's not going to be a show. So I don't know, like make her pay their salaries or something. I don't know. And there may be something that's going on behind the scenes where the actors uh, are being taken care of. We just don't know about. Okay. Um, Possibly, I don't know. I'm wondering. I would. I would love to hear what what they would have to say. What's DJ have to say? Was DJ on the show? <laughs> was he, yeah, was DJ he was back so on the remake? Wasn't he? he was so cute. Yeah. It's just. Adorable. But you know, and this is. I'm telling you, like this is the age of Aquarius or something. Like everything that was hidden is coming out. We see this with with number 45. It's just. I mean, everything. So. It, this is from what Roseanne said and how she used social media to say something that obviously has been in her since day one. And like we, you know, you were saying, and you know, I said, I watched the show. I, I like Roseanne. I like the show, but it doesn't change. That's who that, that's who she is. That's who she was. That's who she is. She's always, you know, it just so happened that it got tweeted and it went out there, but best believe I'm sure the people that know her are not surprised that you know these are the sentiments that are coming out of this woman and this is you know this is the thing about racism you know 2018 this is like racism 4.0 you know it's on it's on another level so yeah this administration has just um just gave people batteries in their backs man gave them so much uh power and you know that hatred that used to kind of you know i'll, I'll let me smile in your face but secretly, mm-hmm. I hate your ass. Like now, they're like, there's no reason why I should smile in your face. I'm gonna hate right. your ass for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And you know something that's so subtle that I noticed, um, and I'm not the only one that notices because people have been talking about this like more and more lately. But before you know, when you're walking down the street, it's kind of common courtesy to kind of someone's coming walking towards you, kind of move out you of move the out way. The way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, these white folks ain't moving. I, uh, you know what, I. I I totally, totally agree with you. First, it was the just the Republicans. <laughs> now that's like all. Of it's like all of them. It's, it's all, like they do not. I totally I, agree. I, I, make it a, I totally agree, and it's very subtle. You're right. To be like a football player going through the, the through the crowd because I'm Girl, not I have to be on my New York shit. Like we ain't moving. Yeah. I be brolic up in here. We I'm not you moving. Do. You really do. This that is so true. We have to really we have to discuss that at a late because I'm I'm noticing there there are these little, you know, just little nuances that has happened since this new administration where, you know, like, do you call it out and out racism? No, but, you know, it stems from something. Yeah, It's like those little microaggressions that happen where it's not really overt and in your face. It's just very small and subtle. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. I if Definitely. it happens isolated, you know, you don't think anything of it, but if it's happening and happening, you're like, all right. Right. Okay. I see what's going on here. Man, how we get uh woke in the ratchet? Are we supposed to keep this separate? <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Okay, so moving forward, we are now in the woke minute. Let's try to keep it a minute because, you know, I'm the truth be told, the woke minute be keep be bringing me down. Like, I, I'm, it's just, whew, it's just, it's so much to be woke about. So, all right, just getting into it, talking about Puerto Rico. So, as we all know, Puerto Rico was ravaged. And how long ago was that? Like nine months or something by Hurricane Maria. Um, which has prompted uh, the White House on Monday to send FEMA. So we've sent the FEMA director out there and Homeland Security advisors to basically evaluate the damage. So which has been the, you know, the reason behind the, the disparity in numbers as to casualties. Have you heard that? So depending on what journalistic outlet you're listening to, you know, the numbers are very low. They're past 4,000, you know, which... I mean, if it's past 4,000, we're talking about numbers. We're talking about, you know, Hyatt and Katrina numbers. So, you know, this is that that's that's a whole nother thing. So, you know, what we've seen is, you know, number five, number 45. He's been very focused. You know, his energy is on criticizing the NFL and, you know, the NFL process instead of, you know, really sending help to this territory. It's a territory that we own. You know, I think people are kind of confused. You know, Puerto Rico is a Caribbean island. But it's a U.S. territory. So even though they are not, um, you know, they don't get to vote in the in the presidential election and they don't have a vote in Congress. Um, but they, uh, you know, they have dual citizenship. They are Puerto Ricans and they're, you know, they're they're citizens of the United States. Um, and just the the way that they have been treated, you know, is it is it racist that we're talking like. What nine? Are we talking? How many months has it been? I'm trying to think. Has it been nine months? Yeah, um, it was hurricane season. Hurricanes. We're we're about to come up on come back season. on another one, right? So it's almost been a, it's almost been a year, and you know they're talking about that there are still places there that uh, that's without water, that's without power, um, you know. And number forty five has been very diligent in dividing our country as he likes to do, instead of giving support to. There's like three point four million Americans in Puerto Rico without power. That is just absolutely ridiculous. But here we are. Do you remember that um, that little press junket he did when he went there and he was throwing paper towels out into the audience? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Thanks. Thanks for the bounty. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we exactly. did. Yes. We did. You know, get up the water with the bounty. Mm -hmm. That's basically so just and so detached. It, uh, it, it just it borders on just uh, I'm telling you it definitely has some sort of like some sort of mental thank you there's a, there's a there's a chemical imbalance there there's uh mm -hmm. some mental insecurity going on there he he's he had I can't imagine he's lived his whole life and he has not been diagnosed with some sort of mental illness exactly there's a chromosome missing I think it goes deeper than that there's there's that there's a chromosome that's missing um and this is what we've we've chosen to lead us this is this is the leader that we've chosen so and that is why we have a, a an entire um you know country territory that's we're talking a year later and they still don't have power i i i can't even imagine you know when the power goes out for a day my life has changed dramatically i can't even imagine for a couple hours can you imagine like Life as I know it has ceased to exist. I have to figure out how am I going to move it on with my life. When they say you get the out, the power will come back. It'll power will go down. The power will be in. They're working on it. It'll be an hour, and that hour is the longest hour ever. It's like I have to reprogram my mind. Like 
bitch, go outside. Do something. <laughs> Get out in nature. <laughs> you the sun is out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi. Get up out. Get up out on these streets. <laughs> Take a walk. <laughs> so I just I can't imagine going for almost a year without power. Yeah. I just I just can't. So, but you know, hey, y'all, y'all elected them, and this is this is what happened. So, all right, moving on. Um, I did want to touch on the story of Sadaria Davis. Did you hear about this? The 15-year-old. Um, um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah. So Sadaria Davis it was a 15-year-old who was found um, dead in an abandoned building in Chicago after she was missing for about two weeks. So she was reported missing in April, and they found her body. So um, this is one of those one of those situations where. You know, I'm I as a and I don't want to get off the topic, but I'm constantly giving a side eye to the news media, you know, especially with this administration. You have to you have to really look at what's being reported and and the reason behind why it's being reported. So I say this I say this to say this story about Sadaria Davis. So this she's a 15 year old child. Sadly, has lost her life. Um, The medical examiner's office can't determine a cause of death. There have, were rumors uh, that were circling around on social media that the body was found without um, some of the fingers and some of the organs removed. Yes. And um, another... Which happens more, more often than is reported. Then, then exactly. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. Um, and then also that the connection with Kanika Jenkins, um, who was another woman who was found dead after a party at the hotel. I don't know if you saw the video about that, but that is something. Um, she was in the, the refrigerator or the freezer. Right. They found her in, in the freezer. That was, you know, that story never left me. And it was it was very chilling. So there's been some connection between both in Chicago. Um, you know, it we're coming up or we actually had the, the one year anniversary since Kanika Jenkins death. And then this this young woman, her body was found. So. And like I said, there are news, there are media outlets that are reporting the state of the body and, you know, how there were organs removed. But then if you go to like a, you know, a CNN or an ABC News, you don't see that. You don't hear, you don't, at least, you know what I'm saying, you don't read that part of the story. So uh, this, it, it just, it, you know, it, it indicates to me there's a war on black people. There's a, there's a war on black women. Um, you know, was there uh, organ harvesting? Because I believe that is real to this day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the connection is, but I but there's more to this story, you know, than what is being reported. Okay. So, I, you know, just I, I just want to kind of keep that open because I I think there's there's a lot more to the story than than what we're reading. The same thing with Timothy Cunningham. Remember the um, the scientist that was found, and they said it was a suicide. I think there's more to that story. So. Uh, suicide as a suicide yeah in a lake and if anybody knows the lake that his body was found in i mean you can stand up if you you know as a six foot tall man you'd be able to stand up so drowning just doesn't i don't know the story doesn't sound doesn't sound right to me so um let's let's keep an eye on this i want to kind of revisit revisit these stories because i like i said i think there's more to it all right. Um, and then moving on, we're going to touch on the story of uh, Gregory Vaughn Hill Jr. 
Um, so in 2014, two officers went to Mr. Hill's home. He lived in St. Lucie County. That's in Florida. It's like central Florida. Um, and they went in his house in response to a noise complaint. What happened after that um, has been reported depending on what side you're on of the story. But basically this uh, 30-year-old black man was killed by police officers at his home in his garage. Uh, the police claimed that he had a gun, so on and so forth. And it led to, it ultimately led to a wrongful death lawsuit back in 2016. So after the jury didn't indict Newman. So basically Newman was the police officer and there was a uh, criminal case and the jury did not want to indict him. So of course there were no charges. So the family hoped to receive compensation by suing him in a civil court. Um, uh, of course, the jury. Did you hear about this? It's, it's so sickening. I, it's like I, I'm basically the jury awarded the family four dollars. Uh, so a dollar to each kid. That yeah. So he had uh, three children, um, ages seven, ten, and thirteen, um, and then so each one got a dollar, and then another dollar for his funeral expenses. How? And the reason that they say is be, it, it's because uh, Florida inevitably has what they call comparative negligence. So if you are, you know, any percent negligent, and this is for a jury to determine, it um, it decreases the amount of the uh, the settlement, or I'm sorry, of the of the judgment. So what they found is that Hill was 99% at fault for his own death. And due to that, they reduced it um, from $4 to $0.04. Cents. So the actual verdict awarded the children um, basically $0.04. Cents. So this is what, um, you know, this, this, is, this goes along with how much our, our lives, our Black lives matter. So this jury, and I'm always, you know, I'm always very... Um, I'm very careful, you know, as a as a former litigator and, you know, and I've I've done jury trials before and it's really easy to, you know, we, we weren't there. So to figure out, you know, what this jury heard um, as opposed to what was reported, there's all you know, you're you're always going to lose the um, there's a lot of facts that get, get tossed out, you know, because you don't know what happened. That being said, I can't imagine any extent or, or any situation where this jury, these people deliberated and they talked over this man's life and they they discussed the way in which he lost his life and 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 you know never mind the fact that he was at home when all this happened, you know whether it was loud music complaint playing or whatever. Yeah. But they home. but they looked at all these facts and they determined that one they had to determine that you know their there was a wrong that was committed. And we see that by there, that there actually was a verdict. But then also that it was reduced to this embarrassing amount. It's, it's such a, it's so disgusting and it's so disrespectful. I mean, I, I can't think of anything more disrespectful than that because it means that these, these people sat there and, and discussed the value of this man's life. And this is what they came up with. Florida always has 
interesting verdicts on on cases. Like it, I remember um, back when I lived in Florida. I think the girl's name was Casey Anderson. Oh yeah, three or four year old daughter. Yep. And to this day, they don't know what happened to that child. Yeah, but all the evidence points that this woman killed her daughter. Yeah. You know, but they mm-hmm. let her off. Florida is is very strange. Very strange. I I agree with you. And living here, I'm I'm learning more of just how strange it is. And I don't know if it's the mix of people that come from these different backgrounds that make it up. I, I don't I, I don't have the answer for it. But when I, I just I, I hear this and I'm like, okay, you get, you know, surely the jury selection was or had to be at least fifty percent favorable to the to this family. You know, it, when you're selecting jurors to sit there and make this decisions over this man's life and and the value of his life and determine what that was, surely you had to get a a good mix of people. And this is what you know. This is what I learned as practicing. You never know, and that's jury selection. You know, you can come up with questions to ask your potential jurors because you're trying to weed out the ones that are going to kill your case, and then have the ones that are are going to be beneficial. You want them sitting on the jury, and even after all of that, and you think you've gotten the perfect juror, they will still surprise you. You, it, it, it could be one fact that you didn't understand, you know, you're thinking it's not that big of a deal and they just hold on to it. And it's like, that was their sole decision. You know, I just, you know, the guy walked in the courtroom and he had on red shoes. And from right there, I knew, you know, that he did it. And and that's how, that's how people think. That's how they think. And then, you know, and it's really important. And I, and everyone makes jokes and even I make jokes about not wanting to serve on jury duty, but it's really, we really need to ser- to be on a jury of some and, of, these, of these cases. And that's exactly you have to represent because a lot of, you know, we as black people, we have a different culture than white people, you know, mm-hmm. and what, and they perceive us in a, it's, we're perceiving it in a certain way, you know, they just don't understand us. And so those little small nuances that they don't understand could convict you know yep ex- exactly and i and i i agree with you like you know we we make jokes we try to get off and we don't want to but these are the things that happen and and i don't know the makeup of the jury in this particular case but i'm i'm willing to bet that it wasn't favorable obviously to to this black man who lost his life at home chilling in the garage probably you know drinking and listening to his listening music, to music. How many times have you been at home chilling with a glass of wine, listening to music? Listen to music. <laughs> it just you know, it, it, right, and you know when that, even doing that could cost you your life, you know. But this is this is the country that we live in. We, we and this is why you know it's look you you gotta know that you you gotta be aware of that you know because the minute don't catch you know I'm saying that this is America don't catch you slipping up because the minute you forget that. That you know, it's all well and good. Enjoy your life. You know, live life to the fullest. I'm all about that, positively and all of that. But look, there's some people out here that don't want you to live that life and be positive, and 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 they're around us. We we interact with them. We see them at the grocery store. They're, they're on the police force. They're everywhere. So just you know, being mindful of that, and and the way that we combat, like you know, is look you being on being on juries be be excited and happy and proud like you know look i i am so because i'm i want to make sure that justice is done because you could do it from you 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 can't you can't get justice you know let's just talk about it all day but you're not actively involved and you're not actively doing anything so 
you know, this was just a really, really, really sad story of really to me, the justice system. It failed twice. It failed this man and his family twice, his legacy twice. You know, not only um, were no criminal charges brought against this police officer who killed this man in his own home, but then this family, his his children um, were basically without a father and four cents, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. truly, truly a tragedy. <sighs> so, I, all right. Um, all right. All right. Let's, 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 can we move away? Yeah. I have another mm -hmm. work. I have another work, but it's, this woke is, is on the upswing. It's, this is a positive woke. Okay. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, <laughs> let's bring it up because, um, so, um, Jada Pinkett, she has these, uh, this new like talk show that she, um, features on Facebook, which I thought was kind of cute and interesting. Um, mm -hmm. it's called Red Table Talk Show. Mm -hmm. And so she, it's, it's her, it's her mom, it's her daughter. And sometimes they have guests, they sit around a table and they just talk about different issues. And I thought it was, a, it's, it's a great platform to kind of like bring awareness and talk why it's on Facebook though. <laughs> I don't know why it's on Facebook. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm like Facebook, but okay. All right. Maybe that's where her audience is. Yeah, maybe she tried to pitch it to a, a network. Who knows? Okay. Um, but it's on Facebook. And so um, it's a weekly, She uh, every week she talks to women discussing different issues like body image. Um, she talks about blended families, about friendship. And I just watched this one episode today mm -hmm. and it was about body image, which is so interesting because we all, every woman that I know, I, at least, at least three things that she hates about her body or she wants to change about her mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. And so they just kind of went around the table and kind of discussed it. Like, why is that? And so Jada's mom, who I think she's like, she's like one of the best 70 year old, 70 year old looking women I've ever seen. Oh yes. And yeah. She was saying that she hates her thighs and everyone's looking at her like, really? <laughs> too what she said was you know she's been thin her entire life like she grew up she was like real thin like bony and then when you get older and your body starts changing you know to you because you've been in this body for, for so long and it looked a certain way when it starts to change you're like wait a minute you know i don't i don't really like this mm. um but she talked about that um and jada now has been i don't know if you've been following her but she uh she's been wearing a lot of uh turbans and head wraps yeah i heard yeah. about yeah mm -hmm. and so now she's saying that um she's wearing it because she's losing her hair she has yes i heard of, that yeah some sort of alopecia so she's been to all these doctors and gotten tests and treatments and um she says she's just losing her hair so um and then willow talked about being thin and uh, <laughs> she's real thin but no the funny thing is is that um i think she's gorgeous she is she's like a model she's she's Willa, all right. Um, I go with it. I mean, you know, I'm, I definitely like any any brown girl, any brown woman. Like, you know, we, we, there's so much beauty in us. But um, eh, I mean, okay. She, she has, like, a very <laughs> She's cute. Okay, all right. I'm going with it. Go on now. <laughs> she talked about baby girl alone. This is what she's talking about. <laughs> no, she um she talked about being thin, and then she also talked about her hair which I never even really paid attention to her hair. But, you know, Jada Pinkett has, like, 
you know, fine, loose, curled hair. And yeah. Her brother has like this curly hair, and she doesn't. She has like coarse, like coarse hair. Yeah. And she, she said she um <laughs> deal with that a whole lot growing up because she didn't want this hair. She wanted the hair that they had. And, you know. Wow. Um, Jaden had they grew his hair along. You know. Right. So would see him, and she would be so envious. So that's an issue that she's had for so long. But now she's coming to a, a place. She's coming to her own. She's more accepting of who she is. She wears her dreads. Um, and she seems to be happy. Um, but it was so funny. Um, she talked about not shaving her arm, her underarms. <laughs> Lord of mercy. <laughs> What's the point of that? <laughs> Tell me, please. So I understand. <laughs> I'm just, I just, but, I'm you know, I don't shave mine either. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, I still don't understand it. Like, <laughs> like that's the day you don't wear a tank top. Like, what? I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, if I'm if I'm wearing a tank, like yeah, if I'm wearing a tank in the summertime, I definitely do shave. But in the wintertime, uh, maybe not as often. And maybe that's why living here in Florida, it's like there's no days off. <laughs> that's what I learned. There's no there are no hibernation days. Like, bitch, your toes, your underarms, and and basically your coochie, everything. No hair, no days off. It's got everything done. <laughs> nails oh, everything. Do you um you get you wax? Um yeah no so for the most part let me let me tell you a trick though like real quick I don't why we talk about this let me tell you what works Con, um hair conditioner I use Joyco hair conditioner and mm-hmm. and like a like a nice shave when you condition the hair like. I mean, duh, this hair, but I'm like, okay, you just let that conditioner sit for a little bit. You know, you're, you're do a deep condition and then shave. It's the best. <laughs> I'm not lying though. It's the best shave. It's the best. So it's like, it's almost looks like a wax because you know, the hair tends to be a little coarse. So you, you know, yeah, like you condition it and soften it up. It gets, cl- you know, you get a closer shave. I'm just saying. So yeah, I do the wet that wax, man. And look, I've, I've had, um, I've had a partial colectomy and I've had a child and that wax right there, right there, nigga, that wax right there, nigga. Right there. <laughs> Woo. I waxed, Woo. I went and got waxed one time and I swear I was going to punch this lady. I was like, that's how you feel. Right? Yep. Like, you cannot finish. Cause I, my, this shit's going to be half hairy, half bald. You cannot finish. I'm not allowed to that shit hurts and if and i and i always said so now and and i oh lord now i'm all over the place so i i was shaking i'm talking loud and and here here i go as your friend down the rabbit hole with you guys (laughs) so you know i used to use a a a razor and shave and but then i got uh ingrown hairs and so i actually had to go to the doctor and get it like removed you know so yeah razor I can't do wax because it's too painful. So now I'm using like, um, you know, the shaver that men use to shave their beards. Yeah, with the double so edge, double, the double edge um, blade. No, 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 it's a single edge. It's a oh, single okay, edge. all right. Um, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like a little small one. I, I use that now, and I and I I always say if if a motherfucker tells me he wants to get waxed, he wants me to get waxed, nigga, we both going. If I'm getting waxed, <laughs> you, you getting, getting waxed, waxed too. Waxed. We both getting waxed. That's See a pain. Like that. That's a pain like no other. Like I, you have to prepare, like, take your Tylenol, 
be stress-free. You got to um, put on some, some some harmony music. Give me my stress balls. Like, it's too much. I'm telling you, though, um, so a deep condition, deep condition mm-hmm. first is, is, is C. But, um, all right, so, I mean, you were talking about the lovely little uh, Willow, and then we... <laughs> Let's, let's she doesn't she doesn't shave does she have a reason for that that's what i wanted to know like is there a reason behind that you know i think she's just kind of into this like earthy kind of thing right now oh the, it's like a the roots and culture actually, <laughs> no my yeah, roots and culture murder i saw her um, perform <laughs> last year like a festival and she's, she's adorable so i think she's just kind of going through her finding herself phase is she is she bisexual or is she a lesbian i thought that was what she came um, out she didn't she didn't say. She talked about guys, um, want guy, you know, um, wanting to get the attention of certain guys, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't give her the attention because they wanted somebody who had, you know, who's more voluptuous, who had ass and, and, and oh. tits and stuff. So, you know, she's built in. So she didn't mention any girls, but okay. Oh um, yeah, I'm, look, let me stop starting rumors. I don't know. I've heard, you know, I, now her mother. I mean, you know, so yeah. <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i mean they scientologists and i think they swing they swing both ways don't they i mean that's what i heard but yeah all right okay all right well moving on well hold on i want to okay i'm sorry look at me trying to trying to get trying to dig us out the rabbit hole how dare i Right, so there was a couple of other episodes that I thought were really good. So the the very first one I watched was Jada Jada Pinkett and Sheree Zambino, which yes. is Will's first wife. And so they just kind of sat down and talked for about 15, 20 minutes. And I'm pretty sure it was a longer conversation, but just kind of how their uh, interactions were um, over the years and how they yeah. kind of put aside their differences and come together as uh, co-parents. Um, that was such grown woman you know, shit right there i saw i did see that like girl i don't know there's a there's a lesser part of me that can't even get it was rocking to be so so sheree was telling the story about um i guess her son trey was over at the house and she called over to to talk to him and jada picked up the phone and i guess jada didn't really um appreciate her tones and so they went back (laughs) and they were sparring and then uh sheree was like it's that's my house you're in so she was like that's my house you're in and Jada was like, "Bitch, it's my house now." Those <laughs> <laughs> be fighting words. Those be fighting words. What? That Sheree didn't get in the car and run over there. Uh, uh, I would have been at the, so, at the gate. At the gate. At the. But uh, Jada said that Will kind of tore her ass about that. He was like, "You know, this is my son's mother. You can't. You know, we have to be in peace and harmony. Um, you know, we can't have this kind of hostility between between each other." But um, I really like the way they kind of came together and just uh, cook. Like they're like um, Willow and Jada, Jaden would go over to Cherie's house mm. and they would spend holidays together. So I, I like the way they, you know, they worked wow. together and became this this, uh, this blended family. So yeah, and I, you know, know, I think I think money is a decisive factor. I, I don't that shit don't happen with um with uh Rika and and Tyrone. It, it just don't. <laughs> you know what somebody asked puffy about you know puffy has a lot of baby mamas and mm-hmm. a lot of kids how you, how you keep them all yeah how you keep them all like together in line he was like i pay them very well yep i get it point blank i pay them very well makes sense that's why that that shit don't happen outside of you gotta have somebody to make that work I mean, even even supporting like separate households, like you 
you you need to have that, which keeps a level of happiness and sanity. You know, mm-hmm. co-parenting is real when the money is flowing. That's just yeah. just my mm-hmm. my opinion. But um, okay, all right. That's a real statement. So that was one, and then she had an episode, um, the third episode, where this issue was going on. But it was it was um, Gabrielle Union was up there, so apparently. Mm-hmm. They had they've been having this feud going on for like seventeen years. Didn't even know it. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea they did not like each other. Which is which is you know, Black Hollywood is so small. You know, any any right. uh, any kind of uh, I don't know network is always small, but Black Black Hollywood is very small. So um, she said they would be at different events and you know just wouldn't even <laughs> speak to each other, and they don't even know what happened. They don't even know why they stopped talking. Why I jumped that. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they just sat down and kind of worked through their issues, and I thought it was sweet. I thought it was good. So I really like this series. It's um, you know, it's just kind of an example of uh, just showing some unity between Black women. So I like it. I'm gonna be watching for it, and hopefully she gets a bigger platform than uh, than Facebook. And Facebook. How long are the episodes? How long are the episodes? Maybe like 15, 20 minutes. They're not long at all. Oh, okay. All right. I can. Yeah. Oh. Man, I have to um. I have to reset my password and find out who I am on Facebook. I've been up for so long. I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. Somebody loaded up to YouTube. I watch it from there. I don't know. Okay. All right. You might be able to just Google it. Anyway. All right. So now. So um I think we are at that moment in the podcast for the weekend dick report. I used to be scanning it. No, okay. So this is actually <laughs> um it's a question from one of our avid readers. I mean avid listeners is what she said. Um so it's basically I'm gonna get right into it. It says, What do you ladies think about this whole hoes be winning talk? I'm 29, smart, no kids, good family, college educated, I take care of myself, and I love God. Yet it seems that for all of my good woman qualities. I find that most men want the girl that is completely opposite of me, i.e. someone who exploits herself for attention. What side are you both on in this debate? This is a good one. This is, when I heard this, I'm just like, this is like an ongoing um, debate that we that we have. We talk about, I know you and I talk about this all the time. So I just so from my perspective, so I sympathize with this listener, you know, I, I always said, you know, my dad instilled in me at least, you know, among a whole bunch of other stuff, but at least that women were cherished, you know, like they were somewhat put on a pedestal and they were to be taken care of and cherished. And, you know, there was, it was a special thing about women. So, you know, and I'm looking at myself like the same thing. I'm, I'm college educated. I have a law degree. I'm smart. I'm fun. You know, I like me. I'm adventurous. I'm I'm woke. I'm into metaphysical. I'm spiritual. You know, I'm black power. I love motorcycles. I love Louboutins. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm independent. I take care of myself. You know, I respect myself. I'm you know I'm thinking I'm pretty much a great catch. You know, but I've also seen where you know most eligible black men, you know fall for the girl who really likes that attention. You know, maybe she doesn't really have herself together when it all comes down to it. That's not a big thing, but she's on social media. She's twerking. She got selfies all over the place. She might have sex tapes. You know, I find that a lot of times 
those are the women that are praised, you know, the ones that display their ass and their tits and, you know, get a hundred thousand likes on Instagram and, you know, get all it, you know, dudes hitting them up in their DMs. I, I, you know, I've, I've seen that too. And, you know, I was raised not to compete for a man, you know, with another woman. I just, I've never done it. I don't feel like I have to do it. But you see that a lot, you know, where these women compete, you know, for this man, you know, for men's attention. So, you know, and even like, look at, look at Amber Rose. And I like Amber Rose, you know, cause how you get it, how you live, however you can do it, whatever your hustle is, I don't knock nobody's hustle, but she calls herself a hoe. You know, she says I'm a hoe and she basically made a career out of it. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, it, it makes it, I think really hard out here for us as women, you know, for other women, those women who, you know, make it so easy, you know, it's, there's no, there's no, um, there, there's no, what, how do you say it? They just make it too easy, you know, cause they, they, they're easy. So what, what do you say about it? Well, you know, when I, when I, when you, when, when I read what this, uh, what the question was, I kind of had a, a different take on it because I kind of flipped it because yeah, there's always um, this saying, uh, nice guys finish last and the nice guys never get the woman and the nice guy, you know, um, you know, the, the women are always looking for like either the jock or the thug or the guy who's like flashy, but never like the, the homely kind of guy that's the nice guy. So it's kind of like this on the same kind of like current is that, however, I, I kind of feel like, um, Sometimes these guys, these self-proclaimed nice guys, aren't really all that nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they may be good on paper. They may be college educated. They may be this and they have that and they have this. But on paper, but in real life, like, who are you? And so I kind of was thinking the same thing with this. Like, you know, she ran down everything that she does have that, you know, on paper sounds good. You know, I'm 20. I'm young. Um, no kids, got a good family, I'm educated, I love God, which on paper sounds nice, but how are you in person? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, so to me, it's kind of like a case-by-case kind of thing. You know, I, I just, I don't mm-hmm. know if I... Look how you like, went and picked the, the nice girl apart. Look at that! <laughs> <laughs> you know, because let me let me tell you, like, I, you know, I'm out here on the day. Thing, a certain kind of guy and I've, I meet a lot of good guys on paper these guys are everything I'm looking for but in real life not so much you know what I'm saying mm. so it could be this it could be just the, the guys that she's going after are not really in her lane mm. and it could be the okay. same with, with these guys these nice guys these self-proclaimed nice guys who are saying that the, these these women never look at me. They always go for this type of guy. Well, maybe you're not really standing in your lane. What does that mean? I like what? Okay, so because for example, I I, I want to say two things. So I, I had a friend, and I, you know she's still a friend of mine. So her thing was she could get anything that she wanted from these guys, and it's I mean she's a nice nice looking nice looking female, but you know you know not didn't finish school. I I can't tell you what her profession is. You know, one day it might be, I, I don't know what it is really, you know, she's, she's using it. She's creative, but, um, 
she could get, she was getting men to take care of her. And I'm just like, you know, I, I just, I, I could never do that. I can never, you know, like, okay, get in the car. I mean, she would get some nice cars. Like she'd get the cars, you know, that the, 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 the town home is paid for, you know, she got money to go on trips. She's using somebody's cards for this. And I just, I never knocked it. Like I said, I don't knock anybody's hustle. I just know that that's, that's not me. That's not what my forefathers and my ancestors would want for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but that's, but there are men who they look at that as a prize. They they look at that like, I don't, and I don't know what it is. And I, but I do say when I moved here, you know, when you're from up North and I, I let's, let's keep it real. Everybody pretty much goes to school. You know, I mean, there's, you're, you are around, you and I met because of college, you know, and not, we didn't even go to the same college. It was just, it was just being around our friends and, you know, so you, that was something to me that it was almost like a given. And then two, it's a, it is a, it's, um, you know, we could, it's something to be esteemed about. It's something to be proud of. Your education is something that nobody can ever take away from you. So it's almost like, we we had to do that. I come here, and and this is this is the state of Florida, and we know you know it, we've talked about Florida. It's almost like it's looked down upon. It's almost like I not that I have to keep it a secret, but it's like there's no there's no respect that comes from oh you you know you finish school. It's like no, you know who gets respect? That chick that just went and got booty shots and plumped her butt up and. You know what I'm saying? You know, her hip to her hip to um, her waist circumference is like, <laughs> like, I, I, you understand what I'm saying? Like that. That's what is is looked upon as a sign of is something of respect. Um. Well, to, to to honestly, if someone has a college degree or not, doesn't make a doesn't make an impact on how I feel about a person. And I'm I agree. Person. I agree. And I'm not, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying, yeah, I don't, I, I, I just want to, don't make me say, yeah. Like, I'm not like, oh, you know, you need a college. I'm just saying like, yeah. just education is not respected as much as it used to be to me. So when you were saying that, um, this, this one, you know, your friend, she used what she got to get what she, she want. And she got all these things from these different men. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about staying in your lane. <clears throat> So if this, if this, why would this woman who has all of this going for herself, why would she want a man that's attracted to that kind of thing? That's a man that's not in her lane. But I don't think that's what she was saying. And it's not that, you know, I don't, I don't think that's, that's what she was saying. Like, not that she wants that man, but I guess it's the men that she's coming across. What they like is the sparkle and shine of the chick that's on Instagram and and putting up pictures and and not everybody. I mean, we know this is not everybody's story. and that's what I mean. Not, and I'm not saying that she, not being in your lane is something bad, but I'm just saying these are not the men that are for you. If Obviously. And are looking for the glitter and the gold and the big asses and and the twerking and all that. That's not the man for you. You got to find your man somewhere else. And that's what I mean by not staying in your lane. That's not your lane, boo. Go to your lane. <laughs> that's what I meant by that. I'm just like, why can't we be eye candy and soul food at the same time? Like, what? what? You can't be. I, in your lane. 
like, like to be, I mean, I, I, you gotta, I have, you know, I have to be real with myself and we have to be real with, with ourselves. Like we're attractive, we're, we're in shape, we're educated, we're this, we're that, we got this going on or whatever, but not everybody's going to like us and you got to accept it. You know what I mean? You don't like all the men out there and they have to accept it. You know what I mean? So it's just a reality. You ain't going to attract all the men. You're going to attract who you're going to attract. Okay. So is that why, so can we use this to explain why Drake chose a, I don't even remember her name, a Russo, the the porn star. I mean, we were just kind of talking about this and how they kind of pass them on. And I'm not saying, you know, we're talking about a rapper or a rapper or an artist, but you would think, you know, maybe you want to get with someone who, you know, is on your level or can at least, you know, and I don't, I don't know the chick that he, that he got the baby with, but I'm willing to bet that she's not on his level. Like why? After all you, and it's the person that you put out nice for what? And you, you know, you just, I'm like, it's so like, are you for real? But you know what? And, and honest and okay. So out of this, she got a baby. So, and, and many of us attribute this baby to a, a check that she's going to get for 18 years. <laughs> right. Honestly. And so that's when they say, well, hoes be winning because she got his baby. He's going to be paying her child support until the kid is, you know, however old. Mm-hmm. But, you know, outside of that, what does she really win? A, a check. A check. <laughs> but I mean, it's, a check is great. I would, I would love a check. If someone wants to send me some money, please do. I can send you my cash app name. <laughs> cash at me. <laughs> yeah, I like when that little ding goes off of my phone. But um, but honestly, um, like look at what she had to do to get to where she is. You you know how empty she is. Yeah. You know how, how how her soul has to be lacking for her to go through all these measures and sleep with all these different men to get to this point. She doesn't feel good about herself. You don't want to be in her position. Mm. You don't want to be her, and you don't want to be the men that's attracted to a person like her. You don't want to be with the men with those men. Ooh. And so that's why I'm saying staying in your lane. You don't want those men. Gotcha. Okay. I know. And you know, to, to a certain extent, I do agree with you. I, I see your point and I agree with you, but I also see her point, which is not to say she wants all of these men, but just, we live in a day and age of social media. So what do you see? You know, what, what, what do you see? You don't see, you know, the good girls, so to speak getting with these men but you know like you said stay in your lane so you don't even want them like the, yeah. what god has for you is for you exactly <laughs> okay exactly. moving on because i feel like that was not a dick i wanted i needed some okay we <laughs> <laughs> just have to wait the next week <laughs> it wasn't a real dick question that wasn't it was a, a dick. question though it, it was, was it was it was thought provoking i i appreciate it and you know mm, yeah. mm, okay all right moving on where are we at now all right I reminisce, I reminisce. Yes. Yeah. So um, this week was my turn to pick the song. And this was actually the song that we kind of named our segment after. Mm-hmm. Um, I reminisce, I reminisce. reminisce. So I chose They Reminisce, they reminisce Over You by Pete Rock and CLC. Oh, man, a um, tearjerker. Ooh. Girl. Had me all in my feelings. Ow. So the album, um, the song came off of their album, uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, which is like their first official album. Um, classic. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they re- reminisce over you 
um, actually stands for, well, the, the letter is T-R-O-W, which stands for... T-R-O-Y. Oh yeah, there you go, girl. <laughs> oh, Who is you? <laughs> you sure you went to college? <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was in tribute to one of their homeboys, um, Trouble T. Roy, who was a backup day for Heavy D. Um, he died tragically while they were on tour. They were kind of horse playing around, and he fell off of like um. I don't know, he kind of jumped on like a wall or something and he fell over uh, yeah. two stories. Then he, uh, he was 22 years old. I remember um, that day. And it was, that was like, you know, I grew up and, you know, people die. I had some friends die. I had some, um, you know, some family members die. But I don't know, this, you know, when you see people on TV, you kind of put them in like a, they, they can't ever die. And, you, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of immortal. And when that happened, yeah, it just, it just hurt. Oh. Yep. Wait, am I, am I, am I looking at is that? Was that 28 years ago? Hmm. Mm. Wow. The song did. Oh yeah. Ooh. So uh, this was produced by Pete Rock, who I had a huge crush on. I know about it. Speak on it. Yeah, so there was this boy named Chris that was <laughs> Here we go down a rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> Chris like white girls, but I like Chris. Mm-hmm. And me and Chris used to kiss after school. But anyway, I don't know. He probably got some a bunch of mixed babies floating around somewhere. Oh, man. Anyway. You break them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, back then, you know, Pete Rock, um, he produced all of their music. And he had, um, he really tapped into, like, the, the jazz samples. And he used two really strong samples. Uh, the intro was sampled from the song When she, uh, she Made Me Promise, which is by a group called The Beginning of the End. I never even heard of this group. Neither have I. Yeah. And then the sax and bass was sampled from Tom Scott's cover of Today, which by was um, originally Airplane. done by Jefferson uh, Airplane. So yes. This is a classic song. Um, it still rocks. And it still makes me sad and cry and think it's thought provoking yeah in the song he just talks about uh, of course he talks about troy uh, but he also talks about just kind of going down like his, his family history about his grandfather mm-hmm. um raising him and his mother being a young single mom and his and his aunt joyce aunt. running whole business i was like i feel that yeah. i feel that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is my choice um i love this song yeah um, i still play it i still rock it when i have my um my grown and sexy moments. Um, so yeah, I remember. That's smooth. Oh man, like this is definitely a tearjerker for me, just because we know what it was about and how he, you know, weaved the the, the name of his boy in the song, and it was just it was a great remembrance song. And I, like like you said, like today is such a. I can still listen to it. I can still. It takes me back. So it and it and it is the reason why we named the segment. I reminisce. I reminisce because that is. Um, it, it truly just, you know, what a tribute, what a, and this is what music is supposed to do. You know, like, don't yeah. you feel like sometimes we get, we get caught up in this ratchet and just like the, the superficial, but like this right here, this is what music is supposed to do. This is what yeah. hip hop really, you this know, was the golden age sure was. This, was the gold, this is like in the golden age of hip hop. This is like right in the beginning, like was it 1990 to like 94? Yes. Like the golden age. 
this was the golden age. When you, when they say golden age of music, of hip hop, this is it, right? This is a classic. This is what they're talking about. Yeah, and, and this, this, and it's truly, it's a classic for me too. So, thank you for allow for bringing up reminisce. So, it definitely brought me back. All yes. Right. So, moving on, we are now at the support black businesses segment of the show. So. This is a segment of the show where we basically highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy, strengthening our communities, and we want to build awareness of products and services that are made for us by us. So this week, I want to highlight Naturalicious. Naturalicious is a black woman-owned company that sells natural hair care products. So as the story goes, after getting laid off from her job as a CEO, Gwen Jameer started selling homemade products that she was whipping up in her kitchen. So she is also, this is what I just found, I just found out that she is the brains behind um, Hello Gorgeous hair care system. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's like this organic and natural hair care system designed for curly hair textures. I also found out that she is the first African-American woman to hold a patent for a natural hair product. So that's amazing. I actually use her products on, um, I use the styling cream on my son's hair. I use it on my hair. Uh, I buy it from Sally Beauty, but I also understand that they sell it in Whole Foods as well. So their website is naturalicious.net. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.net. Um, which uh, you can find her on the website. And she has like some really, really dope. The products are really, really good. It's almost, I almost feel like you can eat them, but you can't. But um, the styling cream, because contrary to popular belief, our hair needs moisture. Mm-hmm. And so her cream, it's it's like really moisture rich um, and gives, you know, you know, you know, my son with those, his curls, don't touch his curls. So uh, <laughs> makes it really curly. So I, I really like the product. So just want to highlight uh, Naturalicious for this moment. So doing great things. Yes, 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 yes. So, oh, is this the end? I want to know. I want to know. Oh man, I think uh, do we have have we have we come to the end of podcast episode twelve? I'm telling you, we are just I am just so proud of us. We are really doing this thing. We have really we have really done this. I can't, I, man. Even some relationships. Look at you. I know you are cool. Right, that's what I'm saying. As quick as you quit. <laughs> but we did it. We did it. We did it. What? So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in Apple, the Apple Podcast app. We're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us at That's What I'm Saying podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. We also have to shout out our super producer. Who's that, Nye? Vegas World Inc. Um, you can find him on uh, Twitter, and he actually has a podcast himself called Hip Hop Now. Yes, check him out definitely. He's on SoundCloud and iTunes and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but yeah, check him out on Twitter. He's uh, Vegas World Inc. And on uh, Instagram, he is Hip Hop Now. Hip Hop yes. Now. Hip Hop Now. So yeah. So until next week, y'all. All right. Peace. Take care. <laughs>